Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. It's another day in paradise, Jason. Oh, yes, it is, sir. <laughs> yes, it is. So last night, I, uh, I still had that little tiny bottle of Jameson lines, lying around. Mm-hmm. Jameson's lines around. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell I partook of the Jamesons last <laughs> night. I had what it what was basically equal, like a glass with with two shots in it. Took me about twenty minutes, and I, I think I'm still buzzed from last night. <laughs> I am so not used to the hooch, but uh, yeah. it got me going last night. I'm like flipping through Hulu because you knew I had to be drunk if I'm playing around with Hulu because that's yeah. the only way that interface makes really? sense. Yes. <laughs> so I found Big Brother. Because they were just putting it up on every screen. So I'm like, I want to go back and watch the first episode of Big Brother. And I watched like five minutes of it. And I remembered everything from it. It's crazy because I remember watching it live when it happened. And it dawned on me, Big Brother is dead. Nobody, I mean, nobody is going to want to watch people stuck in a house for three months after this ever again. You know, it's it's uh, the wife likes to watch her Grey's Anatomy on Thursdays and uh, she's she's missed a few and uh, we actually, you know, got the kid to bed a little bit earlier than the normal last night. Praise be to the the great spaghetti monster or whatever. But uh, <laughs> so um, she was watching some of the old ones and, you know, uh, people have updated uh, their marketing since this started in the last month. But uh, if you go back and you watch any TV and any commercials from over a month ago, oh, my God. <laughs> it just feels weird because it's all hippity skippity and, and like problems that aren't actually problems uh, that people are trying <laughs> yeah. to solve and people hugging and shaking hands and, and running about outdoors. How oh, how nice. What a different world that was. Uh, people are starting I, to get... I scream at my TV, six feet, six feet. <laughs> people are starting to get a little punchy. I've noticed a friend of the show, Mike, actually sent me a text this morning before I was even up. He watches uh, Dan Patrick, which I guess is it's a sports thing, Jason. You don't. Know OK, yeah, is. I'm like, uh, um, who? <laughs> and he sent me a clip of the Dan Patrick show and, and they're drinking beer and, and Mike just waves a Bud Light across the screen and this is 6 30 in the morning so uh mike's gonna have a good day uh another friend of mine as as as, as bittner said you can't you can't drink all day if you don't start early yeah yeah so you know thank god it's friday i suppose and another friend of mine sent me a, a here's the new she's a she's a single mom two kids um so that's got to be a lot of fun. She sent oh. me a picture the other day of her kids butt ass naked sitting there doing schoolwork saying this is the kind of office environment I'm in now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the kind of office environment most people are in, except they're the ones that are butt naked. Yeah. Pants so, optional. Yeah, everything optional, apparently, at this point. So, yeah, I, I, hang in there, everybody. I, I, I did predict this. I said this. Uh, I said at the one of the shows earlier this week that this is going to be a rough week for everybody. And I think it, it is. So I I pulled the I pulled the ripcord. And uh, <laughs> uh, yesterday I mm-hmm. went down the pajama hole. I did not oh, get dude, out I of gave my up PJs. On pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been good. I've been really good. I I take my shower. I take my vitamins. You know, shit, shower, shave, and dress mm-hmm. up and ready to go. Yeah. And yesterday, I'm just like, it's raining. There's nowhere <laughs> to go. Why am I going to put on pants? <laughs> so, yeah. It's yeah. Good. yeah it was glorious rain, too. Yeah. <laughs> With the rain, there's like no point. At least I was putting on shorts or pants when I was out taking the kid for a walk every day. But as soon as the rain hit, eh, who cares? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So I, I found a little something in the the read the fucking manual follow up that we've been talking about, particularly with the iPad. But this is this applies to the iPad as well. But I did not know this, Jason. So this could be one of these tips that I, I have that you have been aware of the whole time that I just yep. wasn't. OK, mm-hmm. it's the simple iPhone cursor hack that will make texting easier. I have struggled since day one to try to edit text that I've written. I had no idea that you could do this rather than pausing your typing to hold your finger down on your text and trying to move your cursor within the magnifying glass that pops up. You can just hold down the space bar and put your little cursor anywhere you want. This is proof positive, Brian, that you don't listen to a goddamn thing I say, because when this came out two years ago, I covered it on the show and you're like, that's cool. And I I, you made, I think you made fun of me. and You go, "Ooh, that's neat. And uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you've known about this for two years, but you just decided well, to willfully ignore me. Define known. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're trained to not listen to anything I say, much like everybody else on the planet, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, you know, 10% seeps in, Jason, 10%. See, this is a trick that I've learned that, uh, and I'm sure you've learned this as well, being a married married man. Mm-hmm. If you tell your wife something, mm-hmm. she's never going to listen to you. No, But if somebody not. else tells her, yes. it is it is gospel. That is the way it works. And Jason, yes. we've been doing this seven years. That's a fucking relationship. Dude, we we are definitely <laughs> married. Uh, we're common law. We are, yes, we are we absolutely common law at this point. We're common so, law podcasters. You, know, <laughs> so, yeah, you can tell me anything you fucking want. I'm not going to believe it until somebody else tells me. So yeah, I need life yeah. hacker to tell me. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so I'm on a couple new Facebook groups now for my comedy writing classes. I and, thought you were not going to do that. Well, this is this is for specific. I, I got rid of the podcasting oh, okay. ones. The podcasting groups were just a waste of my time because I know more than everybody there. So I'm just answering questions and nobody's helping me. So it was a one way <laughs> street. I'm like, this is boring. Don't buy a blue Yeti. <laughs> That's all I have. Typing that over and over. I had a text expander snippet for it. Um, <laughs> uh, so I posted my intro to one of the the groups because mm-hmm. um, these are all very private groups. You have to you know be part of a class to get into them. So they're very small and and focused right but i got this and it popped this up changes to what group admins can see Mm -hmm. this message is just for your information it's not in response to anything you've posted and does not mean we've removed any of your content our community standards help keep facebook safe and welcoming for everyone if we find that content in a group goes against the community standards we we just remove it from facebook it doesn't say anything else we remove it from facebook Here's, here's where it gets fun. We may also tell the group's <laughs> admin which standard the content violated. In some cases, we may allow the group admins to see the removed content for up to seven days. What is the point of that response? I don't get it because they might do something. They might not do something. They here's may what tell we're them. Do. They may not tell them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I, I actually pulled we might a story. Remove it. We might not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I actually pulled a story that I had in for the show uh, later um, because it, it was just got awfully written and boring. But it was just basically about all content moderators are gone and we're relying on AI and this is the great AI experiment. And I I think we already know it's not working. Yeah, please do not talk about your Cubano sandwiches on PayPal if you want to keep your monies. (laughs) We learned that one. And Brian, something that I have not heard anyone say so far is, Mm -hmm. oh, man, I'm so glad I bought all that VR gear so I can go out for virtual walks while I'm stuck at home. Well, you must have stopped listening to our our uh, our brother podcast from Canada, Geeks and Beats, because that's all 
he's been talking about. The the tech guy is so uh, huge into VR, and they are so out of topics to talk about that that, that all he does is <laughs> is spooge all over his VR stuff. So there is one guy in There's the entire universe that <laughs> yeah. is that is saying basically just that. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't listened to that show for years, but. Uh... I have not seen anybody anywhere talk about VR as the saving <laughs> grace for being shut in. So. Well, there's always one. In the news. Breaking news. Jack Dorsey has created a $1 billion COVID-19 relief fund using his equity in Square. The problem is you have to go to Africa and he's only giving you $140 at a time. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> I, I will give him kudos for creating it, I, I, how it gets distributed and all that sort of stuff. Uh, um, we'll see. I'm sure that'll change over time. I like the fact that he particularly name checked universal basic income as one of the possible uh, uses of this. Um, that's great. I think the billionaires of the world should actually be particularly the billionaires of the United States. Uh, th- you know, this is kind of the thing that we've been talking about um, even before we were horribly hit by COVID-19, the fact that these companies, and this is what Andrew Yang was was kind of talking about, about how he would fund his universal basic income or what he called it, the Freedom Fund, because, you know, he was running for office and you have to. <laughs> Can you buy Freedom Fries with your Freedom yeah, Fund? Exactly. Um, you know, is the idea that the, the, the tech companies that have made their fortunes, <clears throat> Amazon, uh, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, etc., have that have ended up with these billions upon billions upon billions of dollars fortune, uh, they made it off of us. And maybe they should be the ones funding the universal basic income. So, well, I, you, you mentioned know. Twitter in there. I don't know if Twitter would be anyone. They're well, not Jack really Dor- making well, a lot of money. Well, Twitter, Twitter hasn't made the money, but Dorsey certainly has. So. Right, right. But that's why he's using his equity from Square, the one that actually yeah. does make money. But yes. uh, you, you, you forgot to mention the second largest company in the world, Apple. Mm-hmm. They might have a few bucks. Microsoft, they've yes. got a few bucks. Yes, exactly. So, you know. I'm I'm torn on this because I've read tons of articles about the economics and the finances, and it's it's just all screwed up, anyways. And and, and having to rely on billionaires to save us when the shit goes down is kind of bullshit. And it's not <laughs> the whole point of the federal government was to save us when shit goes down, but apparently that's not happening. So uh, <laughs> here we are. Um, you know, I, I applaud this. I, I it's the first thing that Jack Dorsey has ever done that I've applauded, and. Uh, I'm down with it. Do do something good with this and figure out a better way to do it. And how about you all hook up together? You know, billionaires, Oprah and Apple and Gates and Zuckerberg and and Buffett and and everybody like uh, don't do your own separate thing. Let's let's make a gigantic fund to help the American people like our taxes were supposed to do. do. (laughs) Yeah, that whole social safety net. (laughs) Yes, the social safety net that we've all been paying into and we're getting fuck all from. I really like this that uh, he's like everything is going to be well it, it's called the the start small fund and he's posting a tally of the disbursements and receipts in a public spreadsheet why not put it on the blockchain <laughs> that is just a public spreadsheet <laughs> that is true it should be on the blockchain yes oh god oh, well yeah i mean kudos to jack for this one everybody jump in come on yes please we we desperately need it the rest of the world seems to be able to Take care of their people. Don't get me started. All right. Anyways, moving on. What's up? Move on. (laughs) 
On Tuesday, WhatsApp has announced that it will impose strict limits on forwarding of messages. It's part of the push to slow the spread of false information about the coronavirus. Uh, WhatsApp has been called a petri dish of coronavirus misinformation because we do forget that the rest of the world does use other programs than Facebook or whatever yeah. we all use here in the U.S. WhatsApp is hugely popular throughout the rest of the world. So it is only permitting users to send frequently forwarded messages, ones that have been sent through a chain of more than five people to just one chat at a time. They will not be restricting how many people a u- how many people a user can send these forwarded messages to consecutively, but the new measure makes the process of mass forwarding slow and inconvenient. The goal is for monotony to become a barrier to viral content question here jason <laughs> go ahead i have a I thought that whatsapp was end-to-end encrypted and they wouldn't be able to see the messages you were sending which would make it difficult to put in these kind of filters actually no it's not if you hash okay. the message then you have a hash of that message so you know what the individual message is granted if they change one character then the hash changes but if they are actually just forwarding along a message like a message is an entity that entity has a unique fingerprint they can watch that fingerprint as it goes and then you can say okay this message or and also message id they can see the the initiating message id and if that message id is being forwarded along because it's a single record in the database because if you're doing your database right you're only forwarding on the record ids blah 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 right so they can fingerprint that without actually having to read the message okay fair enough yep so yeah we'll see does it really matter no doubtful because then because the people that are forwarding misinformation are getting paid to forward misinformation for the most part except your grandmother and your extended (laughs) family who still (laughs) think uh, you know uh, the the conspiracy theory (laughs) wing of your family they just still yeah exactly yeah (laughs) yeah the contrail crowd that's what we'll just call them yes and uh, in, in another bit of information that makes total sense to me, but uh, I had no idea existed, uh, the the coronavirus shutdown is making weather prediction more difficult. I, I assume this is just Dark Sky trying to apologize for never being able to tell me when it starts to rain, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, I had no idea that this was actually happening, but uh, commercial aircraft help with weather prediction. They yes. take. I did not know this. I, I it makes total sense to me, but I had no idea that commercial aircraft are part of the whole World Meteorological Organization's global observing system. They report uh, weather and they report you know temperatures and change in temperature as they're flying along, and they provide over two hundred and fifty million weather observations per year. And now that planes aren't flying as much as they were, it's actually starting to affect the amount of data coming in. Now they're quick to point out that. It's not really, well, they're saying it's not really affecting how our weather computations are going through because there's so many other vectors and points of information that are coming through. But it is taking a bit of a hit. They aren't getting as much information and data as they normally do. So there will be some decrease in skill in some specific situations because we're no longer getting aircraft data. Pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thunk it? Again, I, I was like reading this article and I was like, that's fascinating. That makes total sense. I had no idea that Delta was helping us <laughs> figure out what our weather is. I wish they would just help us fly, you know, more comfortably. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, I found this over at uh, the MIT Technology Review. It's why the coronavirus lockdown is making the Internet stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you almost don't even have to read this article. It's like, okay, everybody's using the internet a hell of a lot more, so everybody has to step up and build 
extra capacity, build extra infrastructure, even though we're all supposed to be staying at home. But, you know, that's kind of how things go. So I think after this, this kind of reminds me of the dot-com boom. Mm, yeah. Where all of those companies are like laying fiber and all of this stuff on the promise of a, a brave new world where everybody will be connected at more than 28 kilobits per second because <laughs> that's what we started at and uh so everybody right now is just like okay things are going to change drastically after this is open let's get the capacity in there now so i think that's pretty good i think it's good too and obviously they're making it so it's scalable up and down because we won't need this kind of capacity in theory if we ever get out of our goddamn houses um but yeah it's it's great it's it's forcing people to basically uh, invest in the infrastructure that they wouldn't have done if times were good Right, right. And I don't know about you, but uh, I have noticed in the past three days, I have dropped my like my bandwidth has dropped by 50 percent, which sucks. <laughs> really uh, sucks. I think it was hitting me before it was hitting you. But that kind of makes sense because I'm sitting here in Silicon Beach where people are have been using a lot of bandwidth, particularly immediately as soon as everybody was work from home, because, you know, Everybody here is working from home and uh, they need a lot of bandwidth because they're working in tech. So I think you remember I, two weeks ago, I told you that that my Netflix was definitely being throttled. So, right, right. But that was that was just Netflix. I don't know if you do like you don't do you don't have an Eero at your home. That's at your mom's home. Correct? I, I do have Eero. I have Eero okay. here and at home, but I just never check because we've never had slowdowns, really. Uh, OK, no, yeah, I checked my but we don't use a ton of bandwidth. So. Yeah, I check my speed test. Uh, it, normally, it's usually 252 down and 22 up. Yeah. And it is like 130 down and 8 up. Right. So they have definitely cut it off at the source. It's not just Netflix throttling. Right. It is my ISP throttling, which sucks. Yeah, it's not what you hope for, but, uh, yeah, you know. I mean, it's not, it's not, Netflix hasn't changed that much because it, it still buffers fine because I don't use that much for that. But it's the, you know, the massive files I do. No, no, no. It's my job. I moved, I had to upload a 650 um, megabyte file this morning. It took forever. Right. So, you know, because I, I, I work in audio and these files are big and uh, not just well, those I think it answers MP3s. the question about whether we're going to be getting the expanse or not now. Because yeah, video, video files are a lot bigger, Jason. <laughs> yeah, what did they say? They had 12 terabytes of footage that yes. they have to work on? Yeah. yeah, you ain't getting that over your cable <laughs> modem, buddy. Uh, and I saw this one over at the Amazon blog. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. So we've, we've made fun of them recently for, you know, not stepping up and doing the right thing. The right thing for the Rona. Yeah. And what they've decided to do is they're building their own testing labs. All so. Right. They're going to be able to test all of their employees instead of having to go out to a third-party lab and wait for the tests to come back. Or, you know, our federal government. I don't know if you saw the news this morning, Brian, <laughs> but they're not doing that anymore. No, they've decided they're, to they're out of the testing it. business. Oh, so, yes, yeah. that's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and hey, look, you know, uh, yeah, this weekend is Easter. Isn't everything supposed to be open by now? Oh, that's according right. to the yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so this is a pretty good step up for Amazon. So they'll be able to start testing their their employees regularly. And uh, I like that. I like that a lot because you know, you know what I'd I, like to if they open their doors to let the public come and do it. <laughs> oh, prime well, members only. Prime members only. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. For five dollars more, you get Amazon Prime pandemic coverage. So 
But, you know, they got to start somewhere. So let them they're not in the business of, you know, testing the public. That's what your health care provider is for since the government hasn't done it. So well, you have insurance. Since you to, probably don't have doc. insurance and you don't have a job, go apply for Amazon. They're hiring and then you can get tested. Get a test. Yes. They're <laughs> looking for 100,000 people right now. So you can get that. That's a perk. That is yes. part of your plan. You have two ways to get testing. You can go get a job with Amazon or you can spit in the face of a rich person. That's right. That's or or buy a tiger. That's true. Yep. Uh, and I saw this in the news just to get away from a little bit, but uh, oh, I'm not sure what the hell we're doing here. But water, ice, and other lunar resources will help the United States establish a long-term human presence on the moon are just there for the taking, according to the White House. Yes, in the middle of all this, when we could be doing things that are important to save American lives, President Donald Trump signed an executive order establishing U.S. policy on the exploitation of off-Earth resources. We have decided and not joined in with any of the other treaties, including the 1979 Moon Treaty, which stipulates that non-scientific use of space resources be governed by an international regulatory framework that the moon is ours. We've got a flag on it. We planted the flag, fuckers. I can see it. it from my house. It's mine. <laughs> exactly. So this new executive order makes it official, stressing the, the United States does not view space as global commons and sees a clear path to off-Earth mining without the need for any international treaty-level agreements. Stuck a flag in it. It's ours. Fuck off, rest <laughs> of the world. Well, technically, we were there first. Okay. You know, <laughs> imminent domain. <laughs> we'll yeah. take it. We've read we'll enough sci-fi it. books. We know how this works out. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Next thing we have, Star space Wars. zombies. <laughs> I found this story over at Variety. And if you're going to go look at this story from the show note links, turn off your ad blocker because otherwise it will reload in a loop endlessly and crash your browser. <laughs> this is Stage It, the music live stream platform finally comes into its own. Well, it turns out since nobody's doing concerts like you mentioned the other day, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, these guys have a platform that lets artists do virtual concerts. I feel super bad for a friend of the show and friend of mine, Thomas McNeil, who was working for a startup called Busker that did exactly this, that shuttered their doors just last year. If they could have held on a little bit longer. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, that's got a sting. Oh, man. That's got to be so bummed right now. They just ran out of funding last year and they would have been gone through the roof right now. Oh, man, you should send him some flowers because he's going to need to pick me up. <laughs> he's going to need to pick me up. Yeah. So the interesting thing about this is uh, the uh, the artists get 80 percent of the take, which I think is probably better than Ticketmaster. It's better than Spotify. It's better than anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a good amount of money. Um, I actually I, I've checked out the service. Uh, uh, I had a couple artists that I know that actually did some shows on it. I'm not big on on watching the virtual shows. It's not for me. Um, I, I need the whole live experience. God, yeah. I'll ever get it again. But as far as these things go, it's pretty nifty. It's it's, it's as you would say, neat. Okay. I you know, see that's the the problem with the virtual show is there is no virtual audience like you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of the Dropkick Murphys uh St. Patrick's Day performance. They were they, they did virtually and gave away to the world. Yep. It sucked. Yeah. It absolutely sucked because there's no audience. They're trying to get pumped up but there's nobody there. Eventually a couple stagehands came in and started <laughs> a little mosh pit 6 feet apart, which was really boring. Uh but it was it was silly. 
it's what I find it, it works for is it doesn't work for band experiences, but if you can get the lead singer with an acoustic guitar just sitting there by himself on his couch, uh, okay, I, like uh, the, I'm a big Unplugged. fan of the, one, the band The Wonder Stuff and the lead singer oh, Miles. Yeah. Now he's not using Stage It; he's just doing it on Facebook Live. Uh, but I've watched those, and you know, he's just sitting on his couch and he's banging out a couple of his tunes and. For that, I don't mind the the sit at home and watch it performances. I think that's kind of nice. But if you if you're trying to recreate a stage show, it it doesn't work. It doesn't work at yeah. all. You know, I mean, that was one of those things where like VR was supposed to be the great savior, mm-hmm. and you know, put in a digital audience so at least we feel like there are people around or something. <laughs> but uh, I mean, hey, look, any port in a storm. If these guys can make some money. I don't know if this is going to last because people are going to figure out that, oh, virtual concerts are really fucking boring. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know? who knows? But what I've found shocking is that they've been around for 11 years. They, they've had some uh, somebody's fund in this thing because nobody's even heard of this this company until now. But yeah. they've been kicking around for 11 years. Well, hey, man. <laughs> well, I tell you what, then they deserve the paycheck if they if they've stuck it out this long. So yeah, agree. Yeah, good on them. Good on them. This episode is brought to you by Mood. Have you ever thought about elevating your THC experience, not to just feel good, but also to boost your creativity, focus, and energy? Well, I have some exciting news for all you cannabis enthusiasts. Mood has just launched their most potent product yet, introducing the hemp-based THCA flower. This edition marks a new era in the legal THC world. And it's something you've got to try, along with Mood's fantastic range of flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And here's a treat. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. I tried several of their products from the Uplifting Energized to the Mellow Chill, and I must say each provided a unique, enjoyable high. My favorite, definitely the Creative Strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and had me breezing through my projects. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA Flower, is a game changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, Mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flour and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy Mood's offerings. Try Mood's new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order in a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com, code GOG for 20% off your order in a free THCA pre-roll. Elevate your mood with Mood today. Everyone needs a world-class VPN. Grumpy Old Geeks recommends private internet access to protect your online privacy and identity. Private internet access never keeps any records of their users' online activities, so you can be assured that you have complete privacy and nobody knows what you're doing online. No matter your technical skills, private internet access is one of the easiest VPN apps out there. All it takes to connect is just one click or tap and your data will be encrypted instantly. 
With just one private internet access VPN subscription, you can connect up to 10 devices at the same time. Go to GOG.show slash VPN and sign up today. For a limited time only, you can get our favorite VPN for just $2.69 a month when you sign up for two years. GOG.show slash VPN. That's GOG.show slash VPN. Security? Ha! We're joined again this week by Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast. Dave is also the co-host of the Social Engineering podcast, Hacking Humans, with Joe Kerrigan, as well as the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law policy and policy, I guess. Not law policy, law and policy, <laughs> as well as surveillance and privacy and not surveillance privacy. <laughs> yeah. Lots of choices there. Yeah, it's word salad. We're just making yeah. word salad today. Yeah. That's fine. That works. Everybody that works. else seems to be. Why not us? <laughs> well, shall we begin our uh, our segment as we have as has become our ritual? Yes, please. Oh yeah, there and, we go. Uh, guess what, guys? There we go. <laughs> all right. Uh, very nice. I'm joining you because very nice because the hell with it all. <laughs> very nice. There we go. Ooh, tasty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh god, I've only got two more shows to do after this. This should be a fun day. <laughs> oh god. Uh so guys, I got a call from my congressman this week and mm-hmm. I thought I thought this is the best option for a scam nowadays because it was like, "Hello sir, this is your congressman bloody bloody blah" because who the hell knows who their congressman is? Right. Uh, he's like, "Uh well, good for you." Uh, then you would you would not you be taking gold in star. By this. <laughs> yeah. What do you want a cookie? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, we know these are troubling times, and if you need uh, some financial assistance or you're in trouble or whatever, call my office at number 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 number. And I'm like, okay, that's a good option for a scam because somebody could just take that and put in one of those numbers where you get charged like a hundred bucks every time somebody calls. That's a total easy one. Yeah. He could also, anybody who calls back, you could say, hello, you know, Congressman Sosa's office. Uh, we'd be happy to deposit that uh, money. Would you, all I need is your banking information. Yes. Or your yep, social makes... security number so we can check you on our rolls. Or right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Totally easy one. So yeah. don't, don't call back, people. Don't call back. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Don't read Reach out to representatives at all. Trust me. If no you one. do, go to their website and find the number, and then call them. Just don't go from a don't yeah. go from a, a call from somebody that you don't know with their number, because they may have actually taken the original call and then swapped in their number. Yep. yep. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. let's talk about the fun stuff. Okay. What would that be? <laughs> well, I don't know. Got any? What, got any? I'm hoping somebody's got something. What is fun these days? Um, I, you know, I read an interesting article today. This is uh, over on Vox. This is written by Ezra Klein, who we're all familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's titled, I've read the plans to reopen the economy. They're scary. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is no plan to return to normal. And um, it's a pretty good article. I think it's worth your time. And uh, basically, Ezra has read the plans so that you don't have to. Um and, and he's read a variety of them. He's read one from the right-leaning American Enterprise Institute, the left-leaning Center for American Progress, Harvard University, Safra Center for Ethics, and a Nobel Prize-winning economist, Paul Romer. Mm-hmm. And um, basically what it comes down to is that 
bringing our economy back online in any sort of meaningful way is going to take extraordinary measures, uh, measures with which we are probably not capable of dealing. <laughs> as the individualism, the individualism of Americans. Easter. Yeah, it's Easter. Yeah, come on. That's true. That's um, yeah. yeah. Game I, over, I, man. Game over. We're screwed. <laughs> I just kind of scrolled through it. I hadn't read his his take yet, but I have kind of I've read briefs on on on, on three of these uh, these plans. Um, none of them sound good. Let's put it that way. And uh, there, nobody has any other thoughts. Um, this yeah. is kind of it's going to be some combination of these things um until there's a vaccine uh right we're not going anywhere right nothing's gonna happen um well here's, and, here's the plan chaos <laughs> anarchy and social unrest that's what's gonna happen uh, well what and as we're rapidly discovering there there really is no safety net um here as opposed to some other countries which will deploy those safety nets and be able to last uh, considerably longer um I don't know what's well, going to yeah. happen here. I, I That's really the race know. against time, isn't it? That yeah. it's it's getting a vaccine, which is seems to me will be the thing that that makes it uh, make makes it possible to restore some sort of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those estimates are twelve to eighteen months. Right, right. To do yeah. it safely. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck safely. <laughs> Let's just do uh, it. Well, yeah. Well, I, I you make that as a joke, but I do think that that's eventually going to probably be what happens, which is oh, yes. determined that to a certain degree, um, the ability to keep our society held together will overweigh complete safety measures, and uh, I think that that's probably going to happen. So you want to go outside, basically getting the vaccine, <laughs> <laughs> or prove you've had it. You know, you get the right. test to show that you have the antibodies, and then you get a piece of paper that is probably easily Papers, forged. please. And, yes, show me your papers, and papers? then you can go to the McDonald's. No, no, there's not necessarily. <laughs> we won't necessarily have papers. We may be able to do this electronically. Yes. Oh, because we, <laughs> we know that is bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, yes. even better. Show even me better. your phone. I want your yeah. QR code. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be something like that. I mean, and they were talking, obviously, you know, um, how how they're going to try to phase out the end of of stay at home, and it's going to be younger people first. And I had one of those moments where I actually realized I'm not in that group anymore, and it was a bit <laughs> shocking. Then <laughs> you popped another beer and said, "Have yes. at it, kids!" <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's um, uh, there's no bright side <laughs> no and i think it, i think it's an important re, like i realized today that part of what i i think i'm feeling and part of the difficulty i'm having with the many of the things i'm feeling and believe me i'm feeling many things um <laughs> is just the mourning of of what's lost the mourning that we're not going back to the way things were mm-hmm. that this is a a change and we're in this for a while. Um, but even now on the other side, it, things are going to be different. And so you have the, you have the anxiety of not knowing what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. You have, I think the morning of the loss of what was, and then also the anxiety of feeling that, um, there really isn't anyone at the controls, uh, who should be <laughs> certainly on the national level. Yeah. Um, well, I have to say, been, as we've said, some clear. of the states, that there yeah. is no federal 
policy here or help. Well, it's it's a, you're right. on your own states. Well, fortunately, Gavin Newsom just came out and said that California is a nation state and we are going to use our, our collective bargaining power to buy the stuff that we need and we will export our, our goods that we get to the rest of the other states. So basically, <laughs> I think this might be a coup. Yeah. So, well, it, yeah. it's starting to feel that way. And, you know, one of the things that I'm talking about, you know, feeling many, many feelings, I've been feeling many feelings as well. And, you know, one of the silver linings that people were potentially talking about in the first couple of weeks of this is maybe this will be that that proverbial, you know, um, threat from outside. The aliens come and the world unites. And maybe this is going to be one of those things that would unite our country. But I actually see it obviously <laughs> becoming more fractured now and yeah, we're going the other much. direction. So that's not good either. Well, Unless you're in California, because, you know, I like my nation state. <laughs> We're doing well, good over here. We're, we're doing A-OK. It's funny. Maryland, it's like, yeah. Oh, what about Maryland? Here in Maryland, uh, our governor declared today that um, the Easter Bunny is an essential worker. So oh, uh, he will be hop, hop, hopping <laughs> along. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, and I, I, I think that's fine. I, I, I'm very pleased with what our governor has done so far. Our state is in an odd situation. We have a Republican governor in an overwhelmingly Democratic state. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say, I think he's doing a hell of a job. Um, you know, not perfect, but he, he, he is showing strong leadership through this. And that's reassuring when it, it ain't happening at the federal level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I will say uh, my my wife was from Toronto and she was in Toronto in, when SARS happened. And um, Toronto eventually did get back to normal. I mean, it was nowhere near as overwhelming a thing as it is here. But um, you know, the, their life will change. Uh, handshakes are gone. That's that's not going to be a Fine. thing anymore. I mean, you it's look okay. at you look at the cultures that were the and the countries that were really hit by SARS, uh, South Korea, you know, Asian countries. Masks are normal. It's just mm-hmm. a thing. Uh, if you're sick, you wear a mask. That's it. It's part of the culture. Uh, that's going to happen here, I think. I mean, th- yeah. I, and and I mean, I just can't even start to talk about the economics and, and the businesses that are going to be decimated. Um, you right. Know, I was worried about Amazon before. Uh, this might as well be the United States of Amazon now. We don't even have to change the letters. <laughs> that's true <laughs> it's funny i actually I, I had i thought i had a link that i was going to put in here about how facial recognition is basically being completely broken because everybody's wearing masks and of course mm-hmm. <laughs> because these idiots are stuck at home they're like oh we're trying to fix that already like just dude take a break take a break <laughs> well and what an opportunity you can walk into a bank now wearing a mask and no one will look twice at you it's pretty good well i i, I <laughs> As it, as it was kind of a joke, but I've got this like handcrafted Guy Fox mask from V for Vendetta, and my N95 mask fits perfectly inside, so I could literally walk <laughs> in with my with my Guy Fox mask and say, "No, I've got my mask on." Because well, luckily, this is masks. America, and nobody knows who Guy Fox is, so you're fine. <laughs> well, everybody's yeah. seen Anonymous, so they'll just shoot me as a hacker instead. <laughs> yeah, the other, uh, I guess. Uh, Disappointing but not surprising thing is that it seems like a lot of folks uh, on the right are coming around this message that um, the fact that it looks like we may have fewer cases than than some of the predictions had called for 
means doesn't mean that we were all doing a great job and we all followed the rules and we helped bend the curve. Yes. No, it means the experts are wrong. Yes, the it was all a hoax. wrong. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Yes, we didn't need right. to do any of these things. Well, that's that's why I think eventually we are going to end up breaking uh, choosing the economy over safety because that's the prevailing thought is we're breaking our economy and look, it's not anywhere near as bad as as people said it was going to be, which is, well, you know. Here's the thing. I, I, Dave, you're probably on board with me with this because you have winters where you're at. Brian, you've never probably been through an entire winter. Uh, you, you visited I, winter yes. and you leave. but well, No, I've stayed, I've stayed a full winter multiple times in Toronto, so I am aware. Okay. Okay, right. so then, then, you'll, then you'll be familiar with this, this phenomenon. It happens all the time. Every year, you're inside for, you know, four to five months, don't leave. You basically go to the grocery store, come home, and you sit in your house. And mm -hmm. then the first day where it hits 45 degrees, everybody is out in shorts, going to the park, walking yes. around. And then yeah. three days later, all of those people are sick again. <laughs> and that's what happens every year. I mean, I lived in I lived in Chicago for you know uh, it's like ten. 10 plus years and every year that was like clockwork everybody's like hey hmm. oh my god it's so great out i'm used to negative 30 i can wear shorts it's 45 i'm gonna go out and party and walk the dog in the park and play frisbee because there's grass again <laughs> and that's what's probably going to happen i see that snap back everybody's gonna be like oh my god it's over we can leave the house it's like um then it just all starts over again well, i just they're, I, they're, I, I they're seeing that, that in happen. china already they're, they're yeah. seeing it in China. People are getting the cases are starting to flare up again because they open up borders and people are asymptomatic. People are flying in and there. Here we go again. So, yeah, it's it's just, it's going to be cyclical That's until we all it's, got it. It's until <laughs> yeah. we get a vaccine. This is it. So and the scary thing is there doesn't appear to really be any immunity. If you've had it, you can get it again. That's what they're seeing now. Yay. Hmm. <laughs> it's a double whammy yeah <laughs> although i mean i guess you know i guess we can talk about this here because jason you and i were talking about this a little bit on the book of the face um there is a theory that we've already had it here in california it's been here since october um i think i had it you think you had it jason three or four of our friends mutual friends have thought they had it too yeah. i had the craziest worst illness i've ever had in my entire life in december and huh. i went to go te get tested for the flu and they said i didn't have the flu i had some other virus um hmm. there's a theory it's already yep. burned through a lot of california although it yep. doesn't matter if you can get it a second time <laughs> right we'll see how right. that goes you know it's it because it, it all depends on the amount of exposure is what they've also been saying i love how we're all just armchair epidemiologists yeah, at this exactly. point well, but, what else do we have yeah. to do <laughs> anything else but watch cnn or whatever news channel of your choice you know that reminds me there was i saw something come by today on twitter and i thought i would share uh okay yeah uh, this is uh just someone's rant on twitter and it resonated with me today so i'll share it says Please stop saying you researched it. You didn't research anything, and it's highly probable that you don't even know how to do so. Did you <laughs> compile a literature review and write abstracts on each article? Or better yet, did you collect a random sample of sources and perform independent probability statistics on the reported results? No. Did you at least take each article one by one and look into the source, that would be the author, publisher, and funder, and then critique the writing for logical fallacies, cognitive distortions, and plain inaccuracies? Did you ask yourself why this source might publish these particular results? Did you follow the trail of references and apply the same source of scrutiny to them? No. 
then you didn't fucking research anything. You read or watched a video, most likely with little to no objectivity. You came across something in your algorithm-manipulated feed, something that jived with your implicit biases and served your confirmation bias and subconsciously applied your emotional filters and called it proof. Scary. Damn, like that. that's good. That is good. <laughs> uh, please put that in the show notes because I want to copy and paste that to all of my social too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me. Uh, yeah. Because uh, that. Yeah. That's, that rant perfectly matches up with my confirmation bias. <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh yeah, God. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my roommate went yesterday to go get the test to see if she's got the antibodies. Mm-hmm. And okay. we will see. It, it, unfortunately, it takes a week. Un- this is one of the new ones that's not FDA approved yet. So, you know, ta- we're taking <laughs> it with a grain of salt. Well, no, we're taking it with a grain of salt. Her doctor took it, though. And that's he's, he's they, yeah. some guy named Lenny down on the street corner was selling them. And uh... <laughs> I got some coat hangers over here if you want an abortion, too. That's what we did. Oh, <laughs> no, so her doctor, he, he's convinced he had it as well because he, in the same time frame, he had the same thing that you had, Brian, and that mm-hmm. our, our other friends had. Yeah. He's like, this was, he's a doctor. He's he's a trained doctor. And he's like, this is nothing like I've ever seen before. And so I'm, I like his whole office sent in the test. It unfortunately takes seven days to get mm-hmm. back. And he's like, okay, if I come back negative, then the test is bullshit. So we're going to go with that. But it's it's a full oh blood draw test. It's not like a regular like pinprick five minute test that they're, they're right. just put out. So I'll I'll follow up next week to let you know what the results were. So yeah, I'd be curious. We're, we're, yeah, we're definitely trying different things. So it's uh, that's just how you do it. You just test and move on, test and move on. But uh, that that is science. Yeah, that's it. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll see how this goes. And, you know, if, if she was exposed, then I got to go get the test to make sure if I was exposed to see if, if it works. And here's the thing. We're still being careful. We're not going anywhere. We're just like, screw, screw the world. We're, we're yeah. perfectly built for this already, you know? Well, and I still I, yeah, come back I, to, I, oh, I get that, Jason. It's just, we're, it's not we're everybody seeing, else. Not everybody else is. Unemployment is staggering. Um, oh, yeah. Businesses are shutting down left and right. Uh, it's, there's only so we can sit here and say, sure, I can hold up in my house for four more months as long as there's still a supply chain and my restaurants are in DoorDash and instant, you know, as long oh, as yeah. stuff is coming in the doors. But there's only so long that the supply chains are going to hold on for. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, that's the thing. It's like once because right now we're we're basically living on borrowed time so things have to restart soon all of all of the survival training that i went through you know they there was a common term it's like every city is 3 meals or uh, 72 hours away from anarchy because if the <laughs> supply chain cuts off you have 72 hours for most people to run out of food, run out of water, run out of supplies, and then shit gets real. So mm-hmm. if everything shuts down, you know, just start to look for that indicator on how things are going. And right now we've got enough money coming into the system that things yep. probably will be fine for now. But and when people mm-hmm. go back to work, people will still get sick. Um, but I think the the entire point of this whole staying at home thing is everybody doesn't get sick at once. And we have time to ramp up because everybody's probably going to get sick at some point. And we have time to ramp up the infrastructure to handle those people so we can cycle them through, you know. And then at the end of this, everything should hopefully go back to normal in case we just all get it again and it starts all over. But yeah, I I would um, like to see some some of our (laughs) government uh, start talking about a serious stimulus bill when people start getting out again. We're going to need, you know, basically 
small business loans the size that this country has never seen and preferably ones that small businesses don't even have to pay back. Um, we're going to need a lot. We'll yeah. Yeah. That's another thing our, our governor announced today was basically the big, gigantic, gaping hole this is going to blow in the state's budget. Mm-hmm. And so he's already announcing the, you know, hiring freeze, spending freezes, um, looking for cuts from all the departments. So I think that's a cascading effect that's, that's on a delay where next year when the state has no money – Mm-hmm. And so – and where is it going to get money if people are still out of work? How are you going to raise your tax base? Yeah, you know, can't, can't tax um, the unemployed. Right, right. So does – again, does it all fall back to the feds to um, to provide? And yeah. I, I just don't – I don't I don't know the answer to that. It will be interesting. Uh, I don't think anybody Interesting does. to see <laughs> if people yeah, change no. their tune. Yeah. We're, we're watching the, the train wreck in slow motion right now. So <laughs> that's kind of it. And I, you know, everybody's freaking out. Everybody's worried. And I, I still go back to, did you guys ever see, uh, was it Bridge of Spies? Is that the Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks one? Yes, yes, I did. Yes, yes, I did. yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you remember the guy that was in, in prison, you know, the spy that got caught and Tom Hanks kept asking him, he's like, aren't you worried? You know, you might get the death penalty. And all he kept saying was, would it help? So I, right. that's kind of the attitude that I've taken with this whole thing, with everybody freaking out, running around like chickens with their head cut off. I'm like, are you helping anything? No, just <laughs> relax, get through it, do the best you can, help your friends, help your community, and you'll get through this or you won't. Yeah. Worrying about it isn't going to help anything. I, I, hmm. I, 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 well, so <laughs> yes, see? and. Yes, and. Go ahead. <laughs> um. I agree, uh, and I do think that it's reassuring that folks like us who are able to help entertain and inform people, that is part of it, and being able to to have a sense of normalcy that these things that people have, have come to expect as part of their lives, that we're still able to do these shows, that you know we're able to do Grumpy Old Geeks, I'm able to do The Cyberwire, Hacking Humans, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I think that helps, and that makes me feel good that we're able to do those things. Yes. Um, what's hard for me personally is evidently my subconscious is having a lot of trauma right now because, <laughs> because I'm having crazy dreams. I'm not sleeping through the night. You know, I typically wake up around, I don't know, 2.30, 3 o'clock every night, and I'm up for about an hour just with my head spinning on who knows what. Um so I'm not resting well. And I'm also finding that by Wednesday, I feel the way I used to feel on Friday. Yes. You know, I just I just don't have the reserves of mostly emotional energy mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to just function day to day. And I well, think it's and, just and this... the real fun part about that is there's no difference between Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Every day is the same. Mm. to some degree. I mean, you're going to an office, so you have a bit yeah. of a difference. Uh, I'm yeah. not. My days are <laughs> right. exactly the same. I couldn't right. tell you. <laughs> yeah. The thing about Dave going to an office is Dave is stuck in an episode of the Twilight Zone because there's <laughs> nobody there and and he's still doing his job and talking to people he never gets to meet or ever gets to see. Mm-hmm. But it, and there's nobody on the road. I, the I can't even man imagine. On Earth. Exactly. Dave, I, you have to be like having some weird shit going on in your brain because it's oh, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's be it weird. is. It's got to be crazy for you because you are continuing on as normal, except everyone's gone. 
<laughs> yeah, there there are funny things I think about. Um, I think about locking myself out. So like, you, when, you know, if I <laughs> right, if I go to the bathroom, which is you know out in the hallway, and I have, oh. we have little electronic key passes. What if I forget my keys? <laughs> then what? No, I'm sure there's somebody who can call and they can. You know, unlocks a door glass. or whatever. <laughs> right. If it came to that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just get on the horn with one of our pen testing buddies who will tell me how to break through all of <laughs> yeah. the stuff. Oh, we know your code. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just stand by and then five seconds later, beep, click, the door opens. Um, but uh, but even things like, I was thinking the other day, like, what if I got hurt here when I was here? Right. You know, mm-hmm. There's yeah. there's nobody here. What? It's just I mean, we know you're here. drinking all day. What if you slip <laughs> yeah, and fall? Yeah, yeah. Hit yeah, your head. Right, exactly. Right. You right. need to wear uh, one of those. Uh, we got to get you a boy in the bubble for your office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drown in my own vomit. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you one of those sumo blow up outfits. <laughs> right. You, just wrap me room. in bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. With the yeah, furry put my furry head, head yes, on, of course. Awesome. I mean, yeah. Kind of put my furry head on. It's like you're having your own comic on there. No, it's very strange. Um, there are other people in the building, and every now and then someone from one of the other uh, Data Tribe companies will show up to pick something up or check the Infected. mail or something like that. Well, you know, I'm I'm going through a daily protocol of wiping everything down. I, you know, in the, in the we have a little little kitchenette here, and I start every day by wiping down the fridge, wiping down the sink, just yep. anything that I might touch, because the cleaning people are still coming at night. Yeah. Right. So yes. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm trying to be mindful that they could it's it's plausible they could bring something in. Yeah. What so an I, awesome job that would be. They're cleaning an office that nobody comes to. So yeah. that, that has to well, be the easiest job in the world. Yes. But if you're an hourly employee, what does that mean? Are you are you just basically you go into sandbagging mode where, <laughs> you know, you got to fill the time you I would imagine so that's what I would do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, I still I still got to feed my family, so I'll just do the thing, all the things I did, even though there aren't very many people here. But by the um, way, um, speaking of things like never really returning to to the way they were and and a new normal that we will hopefully eventually get to, if you have faith in the stock market, I would highly recommend purchasing stocks in any of the companies that make these disinfectants, because as my wife quite rightly pointed out your your protocol in the morning is going to be part of the new normal we will be wiping Mm. things down on a regular basis we will be disinfecting things all the time it's just going to be what we do i bought stock in schmirnoff because there's no (laughs) chance you can buy any lysol or clorox products so i'm just wiping everything down with vodka Mm. Mm -hmm. well they say that that's actually not high enough proof alcohol unfortunately but, well, mm-hmm. I've drank half of just it, wipe so down, I don't really wipe, care. Wipe down, your, <laughs> wipe down your throat with the Smirnoff and just that's assume that's a protected vector. Exactly. <laughs> All that it matters. Like a, like a really bad uh, old uh, heavy metal album name. Wipe down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spinal Tap's unreleased greatest hits. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a Spinal Tap album. Right. <laughs> Wipe down your throat. Oh, God. I'm delirious and punchy. <laughs> we all are. We all are these days. I, I yeah. don't quite have the jarring effect that you have. And I'm I'm not having trouble sleeping. But I have to say, I'm so... just kind of out of it all the time like uh, Mm -hmm. i easily forget things i I, sometimes i'm just like 
I don't even know what I'm doing. Why did I walk into this room? <laughs> why right. did I wake There's up a, this morning? <laughs> why did I wake up this morning? <laughs> There's a lot of that going on. And, and it's really, especially because I, I do have a three and a half year old and I'm trying to maintain as much normalcy as we can under these circumstances. It's, it's very frustrating. I, I find myself frustrated with myself a lot because I, I just can't seem to keep shit together as well as I'd like, but it is what it right. is. Yeah. 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 I guess we all just have to recalibrate our, our expectations of ourselves while we're in the middle of this, that we're not going to be able to run it at full speed. Yeah. I think uh, everybody's kind of figuring that out. You know, there was this process of like, oh, everybody's going to go work from home and it's going to take two to three weeks to kind of settle into a routine and then everything's going to be great. And we're finding out that, well, not really, not really. Yeah. We need to lower down those expectations on what's happening. And what do we got? Two months to go? <laughs> at least. At least. At least. At least. Uh, yeah, at least. <laughs> I, I've been thinking about um, just dialing back my interview schedule um, on CyberWire because it's just, again, it's just, it's just hard. Uh, doing as, as certainly as um, Jason, you know, and I'm sure you know also, Brian, you're doing interviews is not like many other things and that yeah. the amount of emotional intensity that it takes of mental energy is different than just talking. sitting at your desk doing regular work or talking or whatever. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It, um, and like yeah, I said, this is the, like a, us talking right now is like a 10 on the energy scale. Doing an interview is about 99. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. This shit's right. easy. But when you're doing an interview, there's a lot going on, especially if you're doing the engineering on it as well, doing the recording, yep. making yep. sure that the levels are right. The recording yep. hasn't stopped. Bus oh, also Jason, trying to cares? come up with questions. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Every other podcast no, that uh, every other podcast sounds like shit now as they've all gone to work from home. Who cares? Oh, don't even sound. fucking get me started on that. That's my new. That's that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm just going to start sitting here. Telling people how to make their podcast not sound like shit. That's <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I'm with Jason on this one. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it is strange yeah. times, Dave. It is strange times. <laughs> it took a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I just still remember when I get that email from Brian go, I need to ask you for prepper advice. And I'm like, oh, that just made my year. Look. It made my year. I'm still smiling. I, I, my heart grew three times I, that I day. I did not. It, it was nowhere near as extreme as prepper advice, but I did preface I it need with advice that because I knew it would make you smile. Exact, you said exactly, <laughs> I need advice on prepping. <laughs> to a very limited degree. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, revisionist history. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> well, yeah. everybody else no, is doing it. Why not me? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the I mean, but that's part of it, too, is this like this internal um, struggle of the slippery slope. Like you want to be you want to protect yourself. You want to protect your family. You want to protect your loved ones. Mm -hmm. But you're also internally you're saying to yourself, OK, don't but don't go crazy. Don't. Yep. You know, how do you manage? Don't hoard the toilet paper. Right, yeah. right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. How do you keep rational through all this? I tell you, one of the you one of the last grocery store <laughs> runs that I actually did in person, which feels like a lifetime ago now, I, I was dealing with that even way back then, where I was I was walking around Trader Joe's, going, 
Okay, they set a two-item limit on all items. I should buy two of everything in this store. And then you fight against <laughs> right. that, you know. <clears throat> two by two, they entered the arc. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, on that note. What, <laughs> well, here's I the thing. I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm, I mean, okay. We, oh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Well, we, we got, so we got a couple more months, right? I mean, at the very least. We're, we're, we're in this through the least. summer. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It's hard to imagine now a baseball game. Oh God. You know? I'm so I, I a can't concert. Even express how much I miss that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it is just knowing that you can't. Yeah. And that's what I mean. That's what I said at the beginning about the mourning for the things that you've that we've lost. The and a lot of that is just the freedom to to have those options, the, those options are taken away, and you understand why, and you support all the reasons why, but it's still a loss. Uh, well, and that you it's, feel. it's it's the lack. Uh, I have been talking a lot with um, some entrepreneur friends of mine, people that run companies that are that are you know trying to plan out their runways, right? Yep. And, oh yeah. And it's we're doing the, it. It's the inability. There's no end date. There's there's no date to plan for, and the goalposts keep shifting because many reasons but you know a lot of a lot of our leaders have decided that it would be better to not panic the populace and say and keep doing these two-week goalposts that keep getting moved when the reality is the science is telling us at least two months and finally people are coming out and saying that but uh you know when it when in the early days it was like okay i can do this for two weeks and then you hear two more weeks and that psychic pain just keeps hitting you too well, here's the yeah. here's the thing. Put it in the back of your head that this is going to be five years. Think about when nine eleven happened. Things weren't right for five years, and honestly, probably still weren't right up until this happened. Because look at all the crap at the you know the security theater and the airports, and there's 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 going to be everlasting yeah issues I, with there, this. There but, is, but I mean, at this yeah. point, we're I think we're all just going. When can we fucking leave our house? <laughs> right. Right. And I talked to, or well, my, my roommate talked to her friend who had to lay off 380 people the other day. Mm. Over Zoom? And, like a, like a Zan, Zanderberg did it? No, she just, no, no, no. It was, uh, it was through email, actually. Mm. So, um, but mm. uh, it was just the, actually, I don't, yeah, because everybody had already been working from home. They couldn't actually do any yeah. in-persons, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, she's just like, Look, everybody's working from home. My my business is going to change completely when this is done. Mm-hmm. This yep. the you know we pay seven. She said she said literally they pay seven million dollars a month in rent for their New York office. Yep. Why? <laughs> yep. yep. So commercial real estate is just going to be gutted. So <laughs> WeWork yeah. might actually yeah. have a comeback. <laughs> commercial real well, estate was already being gutted because retail yeah. was dead. Now we'll see. <laughs> and something I was actually thinking about was. Um, how much of having office space is about is about uh, the tour, you know, like I remember when I had my own office and when we were in the, you know, the sort of the video business and doing animation and motion graphics and all that kind of stuff, you know, a big part of selling your company was having people come through to see the tour, mm-hmm. you know, oh, here's here's our fancy edit suite and it's all you know, it's all well lit and here are the machines in the racks and here's the, here are the workstations, you know, where we're doing the, all the, th- the 3D rendering and all that sort of stuff. And I remember certainly in our early days, like when we were in an aspirational mode, we would have workstations 
put together for people who didn't exist, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like the, the old hand-me-down computers and monitors would be in cubicles and we'd make it look like someone was working there uh, so that when someone came through on the tour, they, you know, they, they, they think yeah. there were more people working there than there were. It's yeah. like and, World but, War II, like airfields that they had in England with the blow up tanks to show the Nazis right. when they flew over. Right. Like, I mean, oh, I, we're, I'm we're thinking prepared. about <laughs> the ridiculous, you know, web companies that I worked at right when I got out of college when, when we were going th- through the first big kind of uh, dot com explosion. It's like, we had to show that we were creative, so they put in a, a fake golf course over where the you know where the illustrators and and all the graphic design people worked because they're creative right. and look at that, dude! I right. worked in an incubator right. with a slide from the first floor to the second floor. <laughs> Come on, well, and so you know I'm part of the tour here at Data Tribe. The, the, uh, the CyberWire is, but you know me in particular, since I'm the one that most people know about. So when people are, when the folks who run Data Tribe are giving the tour and they come by where I record things and they know, oh, and here's the CyberWire and people, ooh, the CyberWire, you know, like, <laughs> but I wonder how much are, is the tour going to matter anymore? Are people going to jettison? Like, I, I, I don't necessarily think so just because, and Jason and I have been talking about this a lot for the past month, obviously. It's, I think when the all clear is given, people, many, Many people, not all, some people will be very comfortable working from home, but I think many people are going to run back to offices. Um, because yep. yeah. And then it all starts that, over again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, people aren't made to do this. People are made to socialize. Um, right. There's a reason there's so many self-help articles and we did two shows about tips for working from home and how you can survive it. It's It's hard. So I, I I know my wife as soon as she can wants to go back to the office immediately. So yeah, yeah. and think about this. Here's a thought experiment for you. So let's say let's say you know the person I was talking about, she, they're paying seven million dollars a month in mm-hmm. rent. Yeah, mm-hmm. in that office, you cut that office space, you know, in half. Yes. Then you take the rent that you were paying, pay your employees that other half, so they can get a better place to live, which has a dedicated workspace. Yes. Yeah. And everybody can, you know, do the things that they're doing from there because it doesn't have to be, you know, I mean, that's a lot of money every month. I, I think so, we're definitely going to so, see you know. a split when we come out of this. Yeah. I think I think workforces uh, in office workforces will probably be halved or just something like that. Or it'll move to, you know, three days in office, two days at home, that sort of thing. Uh, there's going to be a lot mm-hmm. more working from home, definitely. But it's I, it's not going to go away because a lot of people, they need the escape, if nothing else. And they need the socialization. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, this has been it's been a pick me up. To you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to say. I mean, it really. It's uh, it's, it's fun it's day good Fridays. to talk to you guys. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good. <laughs> it's good to talk to you guys. Uh, yeah, it is actually. I just feel good. This, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the beer. All now. right. Well, uh, I will talk helps. to you guys. <laughs> the beer. It never hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will talk to you guys next week. Do take care. Sounds good. Ups and doodads. Well, Jason, we've kicked it around a little bit on Twitter about uh, podcast listening being down and all the reasons why for uh, that is happening. Um, We won't get into that here, but I found that I've actually been listening to a lot more music, uh, particularly when I do get the chance to get out of the house and, say, take a bike ride. I'm not interested in listening to podcasts. I'm listening to music. And I found my Apple AirPods uh, don't cut it for the music, really. Um, Now, we talked in the past about Sennheiser. We had some really good Sennheiser headphones. The problem with those is they actually uh, had a plug 
and I still use mine have, with the plug. <laughs> I love don't them. Don't have plugs anymore. Yeah. Um, so I decided I needed an update in the Bluetooth one. So I got the Sennheiser HD1 free Bluetooth wireless headphone Bluetooth 4.2 with Qualcomm Apartment X. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and AAC six hour battery life, 1.5 hour fast USB charging, multi connection to two devices. Um, and it's great. It's really, really good sound quality. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's it looks old. It doesn't look like it's uh, space agey futuristic headphones like the AirPods or all the different ones coming out now. But uh, the sound quality is phenomenal. I'm, I'm okay. very happy with them. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to know. How do these compare to the wired Sennheisers that we love so much? Not as good, uh, but close. Um, I, I think the only thing that's lacking is the wired ones had better bass uh, than these do. These are a little mm. lacking in bass for me, but you can. They have an app that lets you, you know, basically do an EQ on it, so you can pump up the bass a bit. It'd be nice if it just sounded a little bit better straight out of the box. Pump up the bass. Yep. Uh, there's another version, the Momentum Free Special Edition. Yes. Uh, which are a lot more money, but I don't yeah. know if they're any different. <laughs> I don't know either. So if anybody from Sennheiser is listening and would like some free plugs, feel free to send us a pair. I didn't buy the more expensive ones. I went for well, the, the cheaper ones. Send us, send us two pair, please. Yeah, two pair, please. <laughs> yeah, so. Jason at GOG.show. Uh, just let us know. <laughs> and because my wife and I are sharing our only office in the house, the bedroom, uh, and we both have uh, Mac uh, Macs that don't have any ports or plugs. Uh, she's been using my USB hub adapter, the bolt that we have to put on the side of our computer to yes, use Franken Mac. Yeah, the Franken Mac <laughs> to plug anything in, and it was getting a little tiresome um, unplugging and switching them every single time we you know, tagged each other out to go into the office. So I ordered a second one. They have a newer model out now, uh, the Pergo. USB-C hub adapter for 2020-2019 MacBook Air, 2020-2019 through 2016 MacBook Pro, 16-inch, 15-inch, 13-inch, ultra-slim type C hub with 4K HDMI, 100-watt power delivery, 40 GPS, <laughs> Thunderbolt 3, and 2 times USB 3.0 space gray. Uh, this one is a bit smaller than the original model I had. It doesn't have the um, the um, memory, or the little card adapters. Oh, the card had. readers are great yeah. on the originals. Well, if you use card readers, I don't use I card do. readers ever. So for I do. Me, <laughs> yeah, I have a camera for, and yes. a drone. So yes, they work. Do. So for me, this one is a lot better because I don't use them and it's smaller and uh, it's great. It's nice. So, yeah. And I don't have to switch them every two hours anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, I do like the original one that we originally pimped that uh, mm -hmm. you have. I use I, mine's basically I could just super glue it to the side of my, my right. air. <laughs> It'd be fine. It's just... Uh, it's just annoying that it exists and has yes. to exist because yes. obviously those two ports can power all that other stuff. Yes. So, you know, so we could have put it, that in there. Yeah. Make it a little bigger and put the ports inside. Yes. I'd be fine with the I mean, I love my air, love it to death, but I would be okay if it was just a little bit bigger and still had the ports. That's mm -hmm. all I'm saying. Agreed. I talked last show about, uh, you know, how my car battery died and how everybody should, uh, uh, run their car at least 20 minutes a week. Yep. I've been getting hit up from neighbors to help them get a jump start when they have to go to the store. <laughs> so instead of, you know, getting a pair of jumper cables for my car, because I didn't have any, I'm like, I should have jumper cables. I grew up in the 70s, 80s, 90s when we always had jumper cables in our trunk. I, that was a I thing. Two things in my car at all times. I had jumper cables and I had a Thomas guide. Yep. That was it. You always had those things. Yep. So nowadays, 
Uh, we have technology for this. I got the car battery jump starter Trek Pow G22 1500A car jump starter portable jump box up to 8 liter gas 6.5 liter diesel engine upgraded jumper cable with voltmeter 12 volt auto battery booster with smart charging. Basically, it's a cell phone charger with jumper cables at the end. <laughs> I am adding it to my cart now. It's tiny. It comes in a little like hard case. It's great. I think everybody should have one of these in their car. I juiced it. It came like three quarters juiced, plugged it in, juiced it up and uh, sticking it in the car. And I watched a guy on the Amazon page who took a battery that had been dead for over a year because he was just like, I, I need to see if this thing's going to jump a completely, totally yeah. dead battery. Right. Grabbed it from his junkyard, put it in his truck. Boom. Done. And it even has it even has a, an alert on it if you get the polarity wrong. Right. He's like, oh, the thing says I got the polarity. Oh, I do have the polarity wrong. And he switches <laughs> the cables, plugs it in, boom, starts right up. Nice. So, And it's got USB ports, so if you do need to charge your phone from it, if you're stuck out somewhere, you can do that. That's nice. Um, yeah, it's really nice. And it was 80 bucks you know, after tax and all that. And well worth it because, like, you know, and it takes up a – it takes up a – tiny bit of space compared to a pair of jumper cables right which ain't nobody got room for that so uh i highly recommend picking one of these up because it's you know like i said people are asking me for jumps all the time and i'm like oh well i think four people this week have needed to have their car jumped in my neighborhood so it's it, the struggle is real people the struggle <laughs> is real so if you can help somebody out and you can hand it to them and then when they give it back to you you wipe it down with all your wipes and your, your lysol spray and all that good to go <laughs> Excellent. So I also I talked about this one on the show before, but I have been using these a lot because we light candles around the house because uh, our house stinks because we don't have a cleaning lady and we have dogs and it's been raining. So we, the house smells like wet dog. Right. Um, uh, this is the lighter 1000 times per full charge with USB rechargeable 2600 mAh 18650 ion battery lithium lithium electric candle lighter windproof for BBQ comma fireworks. Interesting that they would choose those two things as a use case, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, these are little USB lighters. I bought three of them. It's it just, you know, it's like the the little electric arc thing right. that people have been using forever to light their cigars and stuff like that. But they're only like, I think, what, 12 bucks each? They're pretty cheap. Mm -hmm. um, and I swear to God, yeah, it's eleven ninety seven. They run forever. I've charged them once since I got them. And I got them four months ago, and we use them at least two or three times a day. Right. So, um, and that's and the great part is, like I said, it's they're USB, so you don't have to change lighter fluid because we used to get those little big stick lighters to light candles yeah. and light that's the barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Throw those things away. You'll never have to buy them again. It's like buying three of those. You get one of these, and you never have to buy another one. So, right. Just from a financial perspective alone, they're well worth it. Well, excellent. Very cool. And since you have a kid, they do have a very nice safety feature where you have to slide this, slide the guard up, which takes a little bit of effort, then press the button. So there, there is a safety on them, so you don't have to worry about the kid lighting your house on fire. Well, those, those have been built into regular lighters for like 20 years now, too, Jason. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying that these have it too. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, I'm saying that these are on these, these are these are on parity with the regular lighters, so <laughs> Excellent. you don't have to worry about your kid burning down your house. All right, that's always a plus. Uh, HBO, which has been putting out some content for free, uh, maybe now throwing a wrench into your binging plans, particularly if you happen to have some older devices, as 
many of us do. The company is pulling HBO Go and HBO Now apps from second and third generation Apple TV units. Uh, Mac rumors spotted support pages, which state that the apps will no longer work as of April 30th. Uh, I mean, the devices are 10 and 8 years old, respectively, so this isn't terribly surprising, but it does feel, as they point out, poorly timed. It is, because we actually have one of these in the house, and we do have the HBO app on it, and we do actually use it. So, fuck you, HBO. Sorry, but... (laughs) Yeah, it does kind of suck. So, if you're in this situation, you either need to pony up the 150 bucks for a new Apple TV, or, you know, the 20 bucks for a Fire Stick. Or a Roku t- Roku stick, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, that's that's the thing. I just you know I'll, I'll go in my drawer and find one of my umpteen Roku sticks that I have lying around <laughs> and plug that in. I think I've got like three or four Fire sticks just sitting around too. It's kind of funny. I think I got a Chrome stick somewhere too. I don't know. Oh, if it I works definitely on have that. a Chrome stick. It's not it's not a Fire stick. I have an old Chrome stick somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I got I got the free Chrome stick when I signed up for the YouTube TV when it first launched. They're like, we'll mm-hmm. give you a free Chrome stick, to, so you can watch our really <laughs> shitty service on it. I'm like, okay. So I kept I kept the uh, service for 30 days because that was the minimum, and then I canceled it, and I still got the free stick, which I've never used since. So right. Look for mine. It might have climbed into your drawer somewhere too. It might have been that bag of Echoes that I gave you a long time ago. <laughs> Probably. And then I saw uh, this, and I just, I love this. Um, this is great. Terrifying model shows what avid gamers could look, in 20, could look like in 20 years. Yes, researchers have created a model of what a gaming addict could find themselves looking like in 20 years' time. And uh, the model, which has been named Michael, was created by OnlineCasino.ca and shows the physical changes an avid gamer might undergo over the next two decades. <laughs> now, quick so question crazy. here. <laughs> is there much of a difference between an avid gamer and an avid gambler? I, I think onlinecasino.ca might uh, not have thought this through completely because uh, exactly this is what somebody <laughs> that's sitting there playing like video poker looks like already. So exactly. So poor Michael has a hunched back from poor posture, dark circles under his bloodshot eyes from sleep deprivation and excessive screen time, pale skin and vitamin D and B12 deficiencies. Lack of exercise has made him obese, and he has repetitive strain in his thumbs and ulceration on his hands from using a controller for long periods. He also has varicose veins from poor blood flow caused by sitting down for long periods of time and swollen ankles. Lack of sunlight has led to bald patches while his ears are hairy because of poor air circulation. (laughs) I was not aware that ears would grow hair because of poor air circulation, but apparently so. Life Um, finds a way, Brian. Life life finds finds a way. way. His shoulders have become rounded and he has an indent in his head from years of consistent light pressure from wearing a headset. He also has stress-induced eczema and repetitive strain injury in his trigger finger. (laughs) So this research was carried out using globally sourced reports on the physical impacts of gaming addiction. Somehow, I don't think this is terribly scientific, but it is fun. So go take a look at the image. It's a little bit disconcerting. It's it's terrifying. It's terrifying. But the problem is it's it's pretty much spot on from all the people I know that are gaming addicts. I also thought it was funny. Yeah, that tracks. (laughs) I thought it was funny that the name is Michael and friend of the show, Mike, who just bought an Xbox because he's stuck at home. So this is your future, Mike. (laughs) This is it. This is this is your future. You (laughs) look into that black mirror and see where you're about to go. (laughs) So I mentioned on a previous episode that my roommate got into TikTok. Yes. Uh, Well, she was just viewing it before, but now she has become a TikTok creator. Oh, she is she uh, an influencer now? Here's the fucked up thing, Brian. Mm-hmm. She's she's well on her way. <laughs> By her like fifth or sixth video, she hit. Okay. She's got a video up there now of our dogs. 
-hmm. It has 23,000 and change views. All right. Thousands of likes. And now she has hundreds of followers. And uh, I put a link into the show notes for it. Her name's Shay, and it's uh, she's Shay50 on TikTok. And a link to the actual video is up there. And uh, she's been deconstructing how to make a hit video. It's it's fantastic. It's fun to watch. She's just <laughs> like, oh, well, this one did this, and it had this, and now this one did this, and it had this. So let's let's make more videos like that. And I'm like. Hey man, if it keeps if it keeps you entertained, rock on. Right. But now I'm getting roped into the video production side, so it has backfired. Oh yes, you need to do special effects now. <laughs> we, we we actually, I one of the videos I did do special effects on already. So uh, now we have to do the weekend is being planned around what the dogs will do. These are all videos of the dogs. So uh, if you like dogs, you can see all of our pups. And what really annoys me is the one that has the the super views. Mm -hmm. She didn't tell me she was filming it. So I'm lounging on the couch with like 17 chins because I'm like kicked back. I got my tea and my my hat on and I look like I look like Michael. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> the future is now. The future is now. So I'm like I like we have to have a safe word whenever you're going to do a video that I'm going to be in the background for because I have to sit up straight, shoulders back, chin up, so I don't look like Chet from <laughs> Weird Science. Yeah. Uh, pro tip through making it through the pandemic, you have to tell the people when you're filming them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because I watch this and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm like, at least nobody's going to see it. I'm like, shit. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, links for those will be in the show notes. But, uh, yeah, if you want to see me at my absolute utter worst, go check out <laughs> our pups in the, the great cheese heist on, on TikTok. Yes. I hate, I hate this new world so much. It, it sucks. Brick a brick. And speaking of this new world sucking so much, uh, just have to do a little bit of a parent rant here. This article has been doing the rounds. It's unfortunately over on Medium, but it's a uh, very true. I've been commiserating with a bunch of other parent friends. And, you know, the, the initial idea was, oh, we're going to settle into a routine and it's going to work and we'll figure it out. And, uh, you know, everything's going to be OK. That's not happening. Um Everybody I know is saying that the kids are becoming worse. Uh, they know something's wrong. They're out of their routines. Uh, they don't need less time with us. They are basically sitting on our laps full time now. And uh, it's just uh, it, this is not working out. Um, so just a couple key points from this article. I think everybody should read it, as particularly if you have a kid, you'll feel a little bit better because <laughs> you tend to feel like you're failing. Um, we're all failing together. That's another new show title, All Failing Together. Um, the current situation is almost prophetically designed to showcase the farce of our societal approach to separating work and family lives. We are expected to work from home full time and care for our children full time. And we cannot have anyone outside our immediate household help. It can't work. And we are all suffering at the illusion that it does. Our kids are losing out on peace of mind, education, engagement, socialization for which they are built. Our employers are losing out too. whether the office policy is to expect full time work or whether like in the author's experience, we are offered a lot of flexibility. Work is less good. There is less of it and returns will be diminishing the longer this juggle goes on. And I agree. And he says, to be honest, I'm not sure what the solution is, but unless we step back and redefine where the burden of responsibility lies in providing care for our most vulnerable and reprioritize what work matters, we're going to emerge from this pandemic with some of our most powerful forces 
parents and young people not up to the task for building a better future. And in the meantime, remember this, parents are not okay. Nope, we're not. I have thoughts, Brian. Mm -hmm. So I'm a latchkey kid. I grew up, uh, I was born in 1971. I grew up with a single parent who worked all the time. Yes. And there are, there are a few key takeaways that you can get from my upbringing that would be, uh, that you should, uh, put in your quiver, I mm -hmm. would say. One, and this is what this, I read the beginning of this article and like the kid's not listening. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. In my day, you would get smacked and say, don't talk back to me. Get your shit done, kid. And we would do it. That's yes. how things worked back in the day. Yeah. Uh, everybody, nobody, nobody's touching their kids. No, oh, no, 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 no spanking. No, no. Everybody. It's, it's an equal footing. Kids At are just point, as good as adults. Uh, <laughs> let me just quickly uh, counter uh, your point. Yeah. Uh, uh, now child services would come and take your kid away, which at this point I'm considering. There's no child services. <laughs> so you're free and clear. You're free and clear. Spank away, people. And when it came time for mommy to go do work and focus on what she had to do, this was this was the rule of the house. Go entertain yourself. Here are your toys. Here's everything. Figure it out, kid. And if that meant sitting in your room alone going, uh, what the fuck am I going to do? That's kind of what it was so what you well, know a lot of kids did Jason, they that, read that, that did that did work when yes there when there was outside time with our nope, kids nope i'm talking about being inside i'm talking about inside time. yes jason but not yeah. when you're inside 24 7 that is uh, the difference here well well i you know no, you know well, what i learned i learned how to take jason. all my kids jason, I, I learned I'm how to do, take them apart i'm gonna do one of the <laughs> rare things that we can do on the show which is a shut the fuck up card you know not <laughs> what you speak I'm sorry. I just grew up in that kind of environment. And I think that no, you, didn't. I, I, you didn't grow up in a pandemic, Jason. You did not grow up at home 24 <laughs> seven. So shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I just okay, lived in places on to happier topics. Okay. Places with winter where you couldn't leave the house. Yes. I, I know a little different, bit of what I'm talking about, but anyway, different. go ahead. Brian I grew up at the same. Ahead. I grew up the same, Jason. I no, you didn't. You had yep. fucking family. <laughs> I'm they sorry. You had you come you come from a completely different lifestyle. But okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying that, you know, there there's an opportunity here to make your kids tougher and more self-reliant. That's all. We're all trying, Jason. We're all I trying. Know. Try harder. Fuck yourself. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Move on right. here. Moving on. Disney has tried to uh make us fatter apparently i was going to say make us feel better but it's basically just make us fatter they've released two of my favorite recipes from my childhood because i wasn't a latchkey kid i was a disney kid i basically got an annual pass and it was go to fucking disneyland which <laughs> i wish i could do for my kid right now anyways disney has shared its churro recipe online which you definitely need right now these things are freaking delicious and i can't wait to make them that's unbelievable link is in the show notes here's and the thing also... about this though there's there's a there's a key line in here that mm -hmm. is that, that that caught my eye this yes. recipe is inspired by so it's not the exact recipe for the churros they're giving you an inspired by recipe yeah because they're bites they're not the big long ones because no who the, who the hell has a, a deep fryer at home me well, you make the big ones then come on come over, over. I'll make it, leave them in a box uh yeah. right in front of your house i'll come by I'll, 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 yeah i'll make some churros and i'll give you a couple dozen eggs because you can't get them anymore so yeah i'll set you i'll hook you up man we're actually having a friday this weekend so i'll, I'll take a look why at this are recipe. you not doing the friday today it's friday come on oh 
dad joke, dad yes. joke, bad joke. Okay, just God. saying. And they've also do you, re- do you really want these churros? Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> and they've also released their official Dole Whip recipe. Now, this one appears to be the official thing. It does not say inspired by, but this is yeah, the actual one... frozen pineapple treat. And these things, I swear to God, I lived off these when I was a kid. They are friggin' wonderful. So I can't wait to make them. All right. I'm looking forward to that one because I do love pineapple. Everybody love loves a dull whip, pineapple. man. Uh, orange whip. Orange whip. Three orange whips. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I found this one that was crazy. It's over at riotfest.org. And it's uh, an article from Daryl. It's, uh, it's titled, Daryl Wilson from the Bowl Weevils Wants You to Stay at Home. Now, oh my God, I haven't thought about that band or heard about them in like 20 years well see that's the thing they were I, i've known them for 20 years all of them they're mm-hmm. friends of mine they were from my neighborhood so i know right. daryl I, I know the whole band uh some of them are actually in rise against now <laughs> believe yeah, it or right. not and oh actually no that was those guys were from oh god oh, 88 fingers louis never mind uh okay. anyway a friend of mine he he stopped doing the band when he went to medical school and became basically an er doctor Mm-hmm. And he's been an ER doctor for 20 years. And now he's like, you know, the uh, what is he? He is the director of emergency medical services at Edward Hospital in Naperville, Illinois, which was right down the street from where I lived. And uh, this is a, it's a fantastic article because he's talking about basically, guys, we're not superheroes. We're people just like you. We're scared just like you. So stay the fuck at home <laughs> and don't really like you, you don't overburden the system because that's what's happening a lot. You know, it's like people that come in that aren't sick might get sick and also stop looking at us like we are, you know, Marvel superheroes. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're people just like you. And uh, it's a great article. And uh, I hope Daryl's staying safe. He's one of my favorite people in the world. The Bull Weevils got back together a couple of years ago. I've been doing I saw him a couple of times. I saw him with Agent Orange, believe it or not, when I first moved back to Chicago for the 17th time. And uh, it, this guy, it's, it's amazing how much energy he has. <laughs> so I he, he you know, he's a punk rock superhero, but he's just a normal guy in the ER. So right. uh, take it easy on on these people. But go read this article. It's really fascinating. And I'm, I'm really glad that he uh, he spoke up about this. Excellent. That's very cool. I saw an article and I obviously didn't put it in the show notes because it has nothing to do with what we talk about. But since we just kind of talked about it, um, some of the the medical uh, frontline people are doing something really cool because uh, they're all wearing, you know, PPE and like crazy masks and, and headgear mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. They're taking photos of themselves just normal without wearing anything and, and putting it on their outfits. Yeah. So people see what they actually look like and, you know, to calm them down. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've seen that. And I've seen a lot of videos where like when they're done with their shift, they'll do like, you know, a little dance video or yeah. something fun. Because like I saw one where they saved a patient and got him off the respirator and everybody did like the happy dance and everything. That's and I've heard people say that it's like, no, they shouldn't be doing this stuff. They should be professional and get back to their jobs. I'm like, are you fucking kidding no, me? Let them let them celebrate. Everybody, everybody needs a release needs valve. Yep. Yeah, they need a release valve because they've been working for probably 40 hours trying to save people. And if they want to have a little fun when once they're off the clock, let them and support them and celebrate them. So, you know, and don't be an asshole. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of uh, time All alone, it boils I've, down to that, doesn't it? Don't it be really an does just come down to don't be an asshole. <laughs> um I found this over at eon.co. Uh, time alone, chosen or not, can be a chance to hit the reset button. What's this alone of which you speak? I, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you and I yeah. have talked about that during the week. <laughs> alone uh-huh. time is very important, but very yes. hard to come by. <laughs> well, it's, 
<laughs> You're doing TikTok videos now with your roommate. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, but, uh, you know, little little extra NyQuil in the wifey's uh, wine before she goes to bed. You can go in the living room and have your alone time. <laughs> or my favorite alone time, obviously, the bathroom. My bowel movements have turned into 45 minutes. <laughs> Basically endurance rounds. I've been taking the longest showers of my life. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's the way it goes. I, I need to put a mini fridge in my fucking shower. Just have a beer. I've done that. I go to the shower with a with a beer. It's just like oh, quiet time. Everybody quiet leave me time. alone for twenty minutes. For the love of God. Yep. How much? How much water can this water heater heat? <laughs> Oh, I love this thing, though, because it talks about uh, the difference between introversion and loneliness and solitude. Right. And it's just a it's a really smart read because, okay. you know, I'm an introvert. I love being alone and I love my alone time because it, it, it you know makes me happy. I'm not lonely. I'm never lonely when I'm alone. Right. And a lot of people are because they haven't really kind of embraced just being alone and thinking, because <laughs> you know, they just like I got to talk. I got to need somebody to talk to well, right. Get a dog. Um that's a, that's one, or, that's a, that's a, there's a pro tip. Or get be on 18 podcasts. Or be on 18 <laughs> podcasts or get a Twitch account. You know, just talk to the talk to the ether if that's what you got to do. But it's really good. It's a really good article. So I highly recommend checking that out. And I found cool. this one. Do you speak Corona? A guide to COVID-19 slang. And <laughs> there's two here that I really like. Covidiot. Someone who ignores public health advice. Oh, yeah. That that one's all over the place. I like that one. I've never heard that one until I found this one. And this huh. other one, I can't even pronounce because it's in Chinese. But the, the translation is, if you don't come, I won't come to any harm, which means well, like stay that. the hell away. <laughs> yeah. There's a really good explanation. A lot of these are in different languages and they have words that, you know, are yes. way more eloquent than ours and cooler than ours. So is there uh, a German they, one? There's a German one about uh, was it ghost matches, hmm, where people it talk it talks about uh, like the ghost soccer matches where people don't oh, show up. Geisterspiel. Yeah, exactly. Right. And the 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 of course covidiot side effect of that is people would show up to the the Geisterspiels and stand outside and chant, hoping that they would let them in. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're missing the point, dude. You're missing the point. Yeah. I've got two shout outs here and this, these, these one makes me sad. One does not. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> okay. 27 year old late night diner legend swingers has closed permanently. And this is last time I went to swingers, Brian, I was there with you in Santa Monica and we were with one of your British friends who stopped to get gas and was maybe shouldn't have been driving and pulled out and went the wrong way or, or in the, on the wrong side of the road. Yes. As it were. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I, I guess I know who's driving. His British friend is driving. Oh, I was a friend of the show, Carl Wallinger from World Party and, and his friend, because Carl doesn't drive. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you remember that night. It was a long one. Vaguely. <laughs> I have photos. I can I can jog your memory. But uh, uh, I've been to all of the swingers. Well, at least the Hollywood swingers and the, the well, Santa Monica two. swingers. Yeah. Those are the two. But they're after 27 years, they're finally closing the doors. Um, I, I believe you have thoughts about this, Brian. Well, I mean, I, I'm the Santa Monica Swingers closed a couple of years ago. That was no big oh, loss. Okay. Um, 
But uh, the, the original Hollywood location, man, I, I spent a lot of time when I lived in Hollywood in my 20s at that place. So it's a bit sad. Yeah. It was iconic. You know, I, it bore the movie Swingers. I was named after that place. So, um, yeah, it's it's sad that it's gone. But 27 years is a long run for a kitsch restaurant. Yeah, basically, it's just, it's an overblown Denny's. It's yeah, kind of exactly. It. It, was, it was a Denny's with tattooed waitresses before yeah. all the waitresses had tattoos. Even it is Denny's. funny. I I've had one dish at Swingers every time I go because it's always after your a night at the bar. Yep. You're you're still lit as a mofo. Uh, my my go to at for late night dinner like that is a giant plate of fries with a side of ranch. That's that's it. That because that will give you the best chance of not having a hangover in the morning. So anytime I do that now, here's the one that really bums me out, though. Uh, The company that owned Swingers also owned a a British pub called the Pikey on Sunset Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Now, the Pikey was not the Pikey for most of its run. It was called the Coach and Horses. Oh, yes. I've had many, many a drink there. We had I have pictures. the, The picture of me and you. Uh, that I use all the time for a lot of our press stuff. That was taking at one of my going away parties that we had at the Cochin Horses. <laughs> I grew up there when I first got to to uh, Hollywood, and uh, I loved that place so much. And then when it was sold, when the owner died, and it was sold, and then it was shut down for a long time. And uh, this, you know, of course, hipster place opened called the Pikey, which because it was a dive bar. Yeah, it was a it total, was total dive, dive bar. I don't know if you remember my girlfriend Blue. The uh, the dominatrix vaguely. Yeah, she got uh, she was she went in there one day for like a drink about one o'clock and uh, she she ordered her cocktail and sat down and uh, was talking to the, the bartender and she looks over and there's this guy just sad handed his like head in his hands having a beer. She's like, who the fuck does that guy think he is Morrissey? And the guy looked over at her, got up and walked out the door because it was Morrissey. <laughs> That's the kind of place it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to miss that place and hopefully they'll they're selling it and hopefully it will come back as something uh, akin to what it is now because so many good memories at that place. It was just that one I'm going to miss. Swingers, not so much. Yep. Well, uh, we're losing a lot of things through this. Uh, good luck to all the restaurants out there. Hang in there. Until next time, I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. To support the show and keep us on the air, go to GOG.show slash donate. Or don't if you need the money. Keep it for yourself. We'll be okay. But if you do want to give it to us, we'll take it. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 430. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, donate to the show, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy, stay safe, stay drunk, and uh, send us some feedback. We've gotten a lot of stuff from you guys, and it's really fun, and it's really nice to see how everybody's going through this. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back on Wednesday. Hopefully. <laughs>